1: You're asking me one, if one enters into higher consciousness in meditation, is one daydreaming? But the dreaming uh, is one state of consciousness and mostly it is influenced by the mind, that is what the science says. The science also confirms that there are three states of the consciousness. One is the waking, other is dreaming, and the third is sleep. So when you ask me this question, that is the higher consciousness, like daydreaming or dreaming. The answer is no. Because if we do, if we are doing daydreaming, it is a more or less. It is a part of the waking consciousness.
2: You're still using your mind.
1: You're getting it, Janet. That so how do you know st-
2: when you're not using your mind? Do you know that you're not using your mind? That
1: is a very important question. The science has dealt this question differently and uh, the science says uh, nothing. Or if the science says, then it says it is all the altered states of the consciousness. Let me give you an example how the science interprets in the yoga. You had a sound sleep, maybe for six hours. You wake up and you come to me and say, "Cheri, I had a sound sleep. Who knows this when you were totally asleep? Who knows this? Now, science says that sleep is uh, oh, it's a part of unconsciousness. But yoga says, how can you claim that the person is totally unconscious because in the state of unconsciousness, you cannot know that you had a sound sleep? How can you claim that? So this
2: you feel better, because you feel rested.
1: You know, you, when you get up in the morning, when you explain to me I had a sound sleep, it means there was somebody who was beyond unconsciousness, who knew that you are in deep sleep. That is why once you wake up, or once you make a transition from the sleep state to a waking state, you recall. You not only remember, but you recall what happened in the sleep state. Who is that who recalls? It is not the mind. One thing is that it is not the mind because science says that the sleep state in which uh, your conscious mind is plugged off from the external world, totally also the internal world which is regulated by the mind, then who is that? Who knows that you had a sound sleep to discover that? obviously helps you to go into meditation. but also we can conclude. we can understand that we still exist and there is some doer is present beyond mind. Who tells me, or who tells the mind in the waking state, oh, Janet had a sound sleep? You understand what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, mm, yeah.
1: Yes, there uh, may be many, but. I,
2: I just don't know when I, when you're meditating, you're supposed to be aware. You're supposed to be aware and your mind's always going, you're supposed to let it go. So how do you know when your soul is talking to you and not your mind?
1: Wonderful. Question is very good. First part of the question is, Janet, that in meditation, uh, we talk about that you remain aware, or I can rephrase it, you maintain awareness, let the thought come and go, and you are not supposed to get carried away by these thoughts.
2: Because that would be the daydreaming.
1: To, yes, to, to make this statement that you are not Let the mind, let the thought come and go. It is a device. It is a method by which we can enter into a state of the consciousness which is beyond mind. It is only a device. It is something like, uh, uh, I cited an example that you drive your car from your home to the St. Mary Hospital here and you have parked the car outside and now we both are meeting and talking. So that device has a role until the parking. The same thing, this device of let the thought come and go only has a limited role. This device cannot take you to a state which is beyond mind. I, I yes, I, you get I that.
2: I get that because it stops the chatter. It like, Yes. It slows it down when you don't give uh, it any, when you don't give it any um, energy it
1: It is something passes. like that uh, which carrier you have in your cell phone.
2: But uh, Verizon.
1: Verizon. Uh, I do have Verizon so we claim out of ignorance that this is my cell phone i can talk but this cell phone this instruments is only works as an antenna the carrier has the waves present in, everywhere in this room right everywhere in your home you cannot say that uh, those waves are not present in your home at this time. Because you have the cell phone with you, or you say, yes, I have this cell phone, you know, I can talk. So that instrument manifests, connects you to those waves. That is what we say, the Verizon Wireless, right? Mm-hmm. Understood? Mm-hmm. Good. Now uh, the Yoga makes a statement: all thoughts comes from outside. The mind is working like an antenna. There is a cosmic mind, in which all thoughts are present. So the moment you speak anything, it has come from outside, but it manifested through the mind. Somebody is calling you from Europe, maybe your friend, and you say, oh, how are you? Your friend is calling from Europe. So because he or she is calling you from Europe, that talking is outside. Outside your cell phone, exactly all thoughts comes from outside. But what the mind is, how the mind functions that mind is working like an antenna. It has got those wave patterns. you can attract uh, you can attract anything. you can attract good, you can attract bad, you can attract pure, you can attract impure. So the mind is working like, that is why we talk about the device. Let the mind, let the thought come and go. And we miss the very important instructions that even if you become aware that all the thoughts are coming from outside, what happens to the mind? Nobody calls you and you still carry the cell phone you see it is fully charged one oh it is very well connected with the verizon wireless you still have the cell phone but no talking can we allow the mind to reach to that state which is fully active which is fully active don't think that it is active only when the mind chatters it is still active But, now it is not attracting any thought from outside. Once you reach to that state, mind is now ready to make a transition into the higher states of the consciousness. Because it is the same mind, when it is plugged off completely, what we call as a sleep state, when it is semi-plugged, when we say our dreaming state, when it is totally open to the outer world, then we say it is a waking state, but now the mind is kept in abeyance. The mind never moves or it is aware of the sleep, Or it doesn't move into the sleep, it is aware of the waking state, but doesn't move into the waking state. It is aware of the dreaming phase, does not move into the dreaming phase. The mind is in transition now. At that moment of transition, then you experience. Oh mind is not the doer mind is only an instrument there is something behind the mind who is the doer who is everything and if that something doesn't give its consciousness to the mind mind is simply a matter it is simply an inner instrument it is simply a device that moment is nothing but the fourth state of consciousness, which Yoga says, turiya, which Maheshi Mahesh Yogi says, transcendental consciousness, which Tantra says, a dynamic state of the consciousness, which Sankhya Yoga says, Purusha, which Vedanta, the path of knowledge says, Brahma. So now that any, any one more important question, then I'll take up your question. Very important. You have already drove your car from home to here, and then you start thinking. Now I have to meet a chariot and put all the questions, but I'm not going to leave the car because car has brought me to the Namaste Smar in Saint Mary Hospital. How can I leave the car? No, I'm not going to come out of the car. No, I want to meet a Acharya. He is in the studio. But no, I cannot leave the car. No way, I'm so much attached to the car because it is the car who helped me to come here. So you are talking to me the same thing. Oh, this mind has helped me. Mind has been the thinker. Mind has been the doer. So how can I believe something which I have not known? But everything is known by the mind. But until the mind is left, you cannot enter into that state. You cannot leave the car. You cannot meet me. You cannot talk to me. So we maintain simple awareness. Awareness is is not an attribute of the mind. I have explained to you earlier, even in deep sleep, awareness still exists, which I recall in the waking state that I had a sound sleep. So it means this awareness or the consciousness is independent of the mind. If I say which is behind the mind, if I say which is above the mind. There are two traditions which speaks it is behind the mind, it is above the mind. So when your consciousness withdraws itself completely from the mind, when you come out of the car, press the key, closed. Now I'm ready. Bye-bye, car, remain there.
2: Right, but you're still...
1: So you keep the mind in abeyance. You keep the mind in abeyance. You keep it in suspended animation, and then, then you see what happens. Then you need not to ask anybody, you know it. It is there, it is there. And it is different than the mind. The problem is that, Mind has a limited perception through the senses. The eyes which cannot perceive, which is very close and which is very far. So even this mind has a very limited perception in the external world, which is presented before this mind. But how this mind can know what is behind the mind? What is, about the mind? How it can know? So what should I do? Let me see the death of the mind. And then see what happens. So when you make a transition, when the mind is aware of the sleep, the waking state, the dream state, but it is not moving into either of these three states, Uh, many masters say that this state is like dark night of the soul. Dark night of the soul, uh, you're neither sleep, you're neither awake, you're neither dreaming, Oh, but there's something different. And there, when you uh, your mind is not moving in one of these three states or in all these three states, the very doer, which we term as ego, and the intellect which rationalizes or becomes a thinker, is totally absent. When that is totally absent, when the doer, which is the mind is absent, the real doer appears, and you are into the deepest state of meditation, which is known as Samadhi, the highest device. So you know
2: you're there, or you don't
1: know you're there. Oh, that's right? wonderful. You know only when you are there. How do you know that you are here in the studio? You know it, there is a studio and I'm here. So when you enter into that state, you know here you are. Because it is behind the mind, it is about the mind. So that doer, that consciousness perceives the mind and its activities.
2: For the for you to, do, to stay in that state. But that's where you want to be, right? You just want to sit and listen. You don't want to be think you just want to sit and listen. So I guess I am doing it. I don't know.
1: Uh, yes, you are referring to something that is, uh n- cannot be comprehended by the mind and the intellect. One aspect of understanding. The second aspect of understanding that every human being during 24 hours enters into that state of the consciousness which is behind and above the mind. It may be for couple of minutes. It may be for a few seconds, but everyone, a peer, goes into that state. What yoga does? Yoga makes the entire process conscious, so you know you are into that state. One. What yoga does, the second thing? that it helps you to remain in that state, not maintain that state. That state is already there. So, the different practices of yoga, yes, when I say yoga, it, it is definitely meditation is also included. So, yoga practices helps you to remain in that state, to know that state. So, now what happens? Now you are aware and conscious of that state and that state is, remains, or so-called, maintained, that is the wrong language, long expression. But if that is maintained, oh, then you know everything moves on so smoothly. Life is so smooth, everything is moving, mind is acting as an inner instrument. Now it is not attached to body, brain, and intellect. Everything is working so fine in harmony. And uh, uh, that doer is there behind the mind and behind and about the mind. That is why we say it is meditation takes you to an awakening. It awakens you to that state of the consciousness. We do not say that we create, we produce that state. Now I'm answering your question, as long as we practice and the mind concludes that I have achieved that state. We are doing meditation, but still the journey is, (laughs) journey is, Uh, So, it, it talks, then the mind talks, or I say that consciousness tries hard to explain everything through the mind, but still it finds totally Incapable of explaining through the words and the phrases because when I explain you that it is behind the mind and about the mind, the problem is that it is also in the mind. I'm making a gesture through the hand. It is in the body, but not the body. The problem is this. The mind can comprehend the relationship of the body and the mind itself. It can explain the physiological, neurophysiological, or biological, all biological functions of the body. But what causes these organic compounds to work as a living cell? What? What is that root? The science has no answer. Because science escapes that answer, why? Science always explains you what. It explains you the mechanism. It never explains you why question is why I am a living being with the same organic compounds of carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, and a couple of minerals and inorganic compounds, a couple of acids. How come this structure, which is known as the body, made up of trillions of cells, which is The life is there. What is this? And why can't the protein lying in my refrigerator is not alive? Why carbohydrates, amino acids also—all are products of the proteins. Why they are not alive? So then uh, the sign says, no, you are crazy. Yoga says, no, you are not crazy. It is hidden deeper within. Yoga answers deeper within. That the life is fully involved into the matter. And the matter, when undergoes a transformation, manifests life. It's a process of spiritual evolution, you can say. And at this moment, it is what we can agree with the Darwin theory. But it means that the mind is also involved into the life, therefore, as we see a different manifestation of life forms, where the mind emerges. Well, if the life is involved into the matter, and the life manifests out of the matter. If the mind is involved into the life, then the mind manifests out of the life. It means this process of evolution continues. It means what is hidden in this mind which is yet to manifest. Yoga says, we will tell you. Meditation says, we will tell you only when you practice and experience yourself. It is an experiential learning. We cannot put it on the table, because the very physical evolution has become complete when we reach to the uh, human frame. Physical evolution is complete. We We have highly evolved human frame. We have all the five sense organs fully operational as compared to Animals and mammals, whose one or two sense organs are highly operational, the rest are not. Why the physical evolution is complete? Can you conceive of the sixth sense organ? No way.
2: ESP. (laughs) You know,
1: sense organ, the physical sense organ. So, human frame, the evolution is complete so yoga says physical evolution is not the last process of this nature's evolutionary you have to move further what is hidden in this mind which is yet to manifest and that is nothing but the self that is nothing but the pure consciousness that is nothing but the existence consciousness and bliss that is nothing but the satyam shivam sundaram satyam shivam sundaram there are three three words satyam is the truth the shivam is the beauty and now shivam is the auspiciousness and the sundaram means the beauty the beauty of body beauty of mind Beauty of emotion, beauty of thought, beauty of the nature. But there is only one beauty, which is manifesting in the body, in the mind, in the intellect, in the emotion, everywhere. So to discover that beauty becomes a deeper meditation process, auspiciousness. What is uh, auspiciousness Auspiciousness in relation to the mind? Now the mind is not ready to react. Now not ready to be angry, not ready to get hesitated. Uh, mind is not ready to go move into the stress. It finds every moment is auspicious. What about the spaciousness of the body? You are fully aware of the body at every moment in your life. You have an awakening. The same thing. Or either we can say the existence, consciousness, and bliss. So very important to ask a question to the mind. Are you infinite? The mind says yes. So let the mind explore the infinity. And you move into meditation. Ask the mind, do you know love? Mind says yes. Okay. Then my mind, please allow me to live, move and act in in love all the time all the time, at every moment in life. Is it possible? The mind is not able to take us, our life, into that eternal love. Because mind creates, manifests that love in relationship. But that love is a state of consciousness. So therefore, Mind says, oh, I have broken with the Janet, so now I am angry over her. Mind has a partial perception. Okay, tell your mind. Mind, you know the stress is bad? Yes, I know it. Anxiety is bad? Yes. My mind? Never take me to anxiety and the stress from today. Will the mind help you?
2: it if you tell it
1: as you're mind Your mind. Your mind. Your mind, the moment the mind says there is a stress, the mind is already divided. And the divided perception cannot perceive the truth. Mind cannot take us to the peace. It can it can act like a car. It can say, okay I have driven you up to this point and beyond this point I have no say. Mind has no say beyond a certain point. So can I, can I explore the limitation of the mind? Can I become aware of the limitation of the mind? Can I see clearly this mind is always in transition? Can I see this mind is incapable of comprehending the higher realities that is present within me? And when I see clearly the limitation of the mind, no thought dares to come to your mind, you need not to say, let the thought come and go. When I have realized the limitation of the mind. For example, if I say, yes, I love you, it comes from the mind. And if I see the limitation of the mind in manifesting and expressing the love and relationship, which remains for some time, and after then it dies. Oh, it means that love is not present in the mind, still it tries. The truth is not present in the mind, still it tries to express it. And the more you become aware of the limitations of the mind, the thoughts, feelings, These negative expressions never dare to enter into your mind. And then what happens? You close your eyes. Mind is not there. When it is not there, you are there. Ashtavukra Gita says, Yadaham Tadabandhanam nāham tada Where there is a mind or ego, there is a bondage. You have a limited perception. Where there is no mind, no ego, you are already into the state of liberation. Bhagavad Gita says, Manayva Manishanam Karanam Bandham Okshayo Bandhai Vishayasaktam Nirvishayam Muktai Smratam Beautiful verse. Manayva Manishanam Karanam bandha mokshayu The mind is the con- cause of the bondage and the freedom. where you become aware of the limitations of the mind the freedom comes how the limitation comes because of my attachment craving i'm identifying myself that i am the body i am the mind so when this all attachment drops when there is an attachment there is a bondage when there is no attachment there is freedom that is why so, you see that how beautifully, and perhaps psychologically and spiritually, the science of yoga has, has uh, explained the relationship of the external world with the mind, and in turn, mind and the uh, higher consciousness. Where is meditation? Sankhya Yoga says, Dhyanam Nirvishayam manaha. Beautiful state. And which is taken by the Patanjali and explained in detail, but they both have two divergent views, but originating from the single philosophy. The Sankhya Yoga says, Dhyanam Nirvishayam manah, What is meditation? and mind is totally empty, totally empty. It doesn't mean that it, it is not empty when I am speaking to you, it is still empty. Then the Patanjali says, Patanjali has explained a little that we live all in five different states of the mind during the 24 hours. Chapter a vekagra, niruddha. There are five different states of the mind. The first three states of the mind can never enter into meditation. Only the fourth is ready. However, the fifth state of the mind can only enter into meditation. So we can uh, explain there are five different types of the people based on their mind. The first type the person who is always wandering, uh, fickle minded, we say. Look at the child. You take the child to a store. Mom, I need this. No, I want this also. I want balloon, I want candies, now I want this also. The child mind is exposed. He wants to possess everything. So when I'm moving into that state of the mind, it is a wandering state of the mind. Today one person came to me to help him in some issues. And he was pleading. There was another incident, he came three months before, and he was too much egoistic. I said, How come you are pleading, my friend? You have always shown your so big ego. And you claim that you know everything, which also included meditation. He's a programmer, manages a very big website. So what the mind has done here, when the ego finds no door to move out from a problem, then this ego changes its clothes and it becomes a pleader it becomes a humble and I told him that humility without spirituality is a sign of hypocrisy. What is your opinion about it? No, no, I know it. I said, my goodness, you still, you know this also. Then why you are here? I cannot uh, real him so this state of the mind is known as what we say the second state of the mind known as the worship. it becomes occasionally steady no no you have to help me i said i myself is totally helpless how can i help you how can i help you No, 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 I said, my friend, I should have helped you, had we built some kind of a relationship. It is not personal or professional, but we should have known each other fairly well, where we both have certain agreements, in spite of the disagreements. We met uh, only three times and you are pleading. Well, it is not the question of meeting three times, even meeting once in a builds- up a relationship. Do you feel like that I, you, uh, I attract you? No. So do I. I don't feel I always wanted to keep a distance with you, to tell you frankly. So in that case, I'm helpless. This is the second state of the mind which uh, moves swiftly, changes stance. It pleads, it fights. Becomes super egoistic. Oh, no, you don't know anything. But when the situation comes, no, you know everything, my friend. I have taught you. I have talked to you. Please help me now. Because they are moving unconsciously. The third state of the mind is known as the forgetful forgetfulness. Yes, it is known as the murhavastha. Roughly translated as forgetfulness. It means that you have intense craving and a passion for something in which you forget the rest. Maybe you have craving for body, for mind for clothes, for money, and you have that intense craving. This this becomes the third state. As long as this mind moves into the first three states, it is difficult for a person to move into higher state of meditation, because the mind will remain outside either consciously, subconsciously, unconsciously. And the moment you come out of the meditation, the mind reacts again. I teach one guy, Charya, why it happens that I'm so relaxed and peaceful in meditation, but when I come out of it, you know, that mind again brings the same reaction, thought of stress and anxiety. I said, do you think that uh, I allow those thoughts to enter into your mind after meditation so that I can continue teaching you and getting the money from you? No, no, I'm not saying this. I said, "Who, who brings those thoughts to your mind? Who is that, who is responsible? Is your wife? Is your kid? (laughs) And then he (laughs) understood. No, I'm responsible. I said, that is what I'm asking you. You have to be responsible. You have something in your mind which has a strong craving. And there is a chain reaction from the craving, then you have a passion, To possess, not to possess, to acquire, not to acquire. You have a conflict, you have a tension, and which manifests into anxiety. It is there. So what should I do? I said, what should you do? Let me know what should you do and what must you do. You let me know. I should be aware. I said, Good. Whenever these thoughts come, I should do the relaxation practice. Yes, good. So I taught him the Tantra. Yes, med- I, I should do Tantra. I said, Yes. Don't allow that anxiety to take home in you. And you are free. Because you have experienced that freedom in meditation. Did you not? Yes oh, I don't know, my mind is crazy, how long it will take, I said no. This thought is again coming from the mind. Why don't you become aware of that? So the first three states of the mind, rules our human life, and out of 24 hours, 90% or maybe 95% Our life is ruled by the first three states of the mind. And once we enter into the fourth and the fifth state of the mind, there is no way these three states of the mind prevents you not to move beyond mind.